Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. Sure is, and a very super warm welcome to Wedding Q&A Thursday, one of my favorite times of the week where I get to answer your wedding Q&A questions. That's like saying ATM machine machine, when it's like it's an automatic teller machine machine. It doesn't make any sense. Wedding Q&A question and answer episode where I answer your questions. It makes sense to me. Very, very delighted to be having you listening wherever you are in the world. I absolutely love hearing when you write to me or you send me uh, voice messages when people say, oh, I'm listening from Cincinnati or uh, Perth, Australia. I get so many thrills in hearing where you're from and where you listen Actually, I received a lovely email this week from a listener called Adriana, and she said in her email, she's currently listening to episode 57. We are now on to 110. So Adriana, you've got a couple of episodes to catch up on. So you might not hear this yet. She's probably going to catch up with this next year when I'm on, I don't know, another 50 episodes time. But I have faith because people seem to really burn through these episodes, which is nice. So Adriana said to me, (laughs) she says, uh, I cannot tell you how warming it is to listen to an Australian accent. So happy. Well, that's nice because sometimes I think I sound, as we would say, a little ochre, a little rough around the edges. Anyway, just wanted to send a quick note. I listened to the podcast whilst walking the dog. Very exciting piece of information. Actually, you know, Adriana, it is. I love to know where you're listening. Additionally, yes, I would love to listen to another podcast hosted by you, non-wedding related. Apocalypse, evacuation plan aside, oh, I still would love to do that. My suggestion would be all the wonderful things you've already, you are already interested in. I generally find them hilarious. Oh, thank you. Maybe relationships post-wedding. Maybe women focused, women in relationships, how to stay independent while being in a solid relationship job slash life. No idea, probably not the most helpful suggestions, but super excited. And if you've already started it, brilliant. Actually, now I have to say, I am very keen to do the next podcast, but I also am very keen to see my husband. So I promise there is one coming. I just try to find, I'm really just trying to find the right topic. I don't know if you're a creative person listening to this, or even if you're not, I have this thing in me when I'm writing, when I'm doing comedy, when I'm writing, you know, sitting, writing at the computer, I have to get the feeling and I get this feeling and it feels right. It's like when I come up with topics for this show, when I'm editing the show, I know if things, I trust my gut, if things are going to work. I'm not saying it's always right, but for me, the second podcast, I really want to hit it. I want to hit it with something that you really want to hear. So When I received Adriana's email, it made me think about, well, opening it up to you because you're my lovely listeners and I want to keep you like a sort of greedy, greedy podcast host that I am after you get hitched. Of course, I'm not expecting you to listen, although some people write and say they still listen, which is just adorable. But I would like to keep you on the, I'd like to keep you as listeners. Let's go on a different journey together. So Adriana's email was so important to me because I value so much your feedback. And to be honest, I actually, you know, when we did the hundredth episode survey, the answers that you gave me have really shaped the way that I'm going to take this podcast and also just the openness and uh, time that you took to connect and to share that with me. 
I'm eternally grateful and also it's just so helpful as a creative person to hear a different response and not just having the little Alicia voice in your head going, now you should do this, now you should do that. So that's where I am at. Adriana, finally, just she finishes off the email by saying that they're getting hitched in the States, planning our engagement party back in Australia, Brisbane, Brizzy, as we would call it, and then getting married in 2017 at Lake Tahoe. Oh, my goodness. Hopefully a home wedding in a big cabin, deck, backyard with views. 40-ish people, she says. Oh, maybe 41. I'm available. Tahoe, gosh, and I'll stay until winter and do some skiing. She would also, she said, she'd love to hear more about and from the grooms. If you have additional questions, participation, that would be great. She's going to ask her man for his response also. She says, finally, I hope this finds you well and warm in the UK. Well, it, I'm well. Although a slight cold, you can hear my Demi Moore voice today. Uh, but otherwise, very good. Adriana, that was such an informative, wonderful email. I just had to share the whole thing. And it is great that you are suggesting the groom stuff as well, because that brings me to a little bit of feedback I have received recently. If you cast your mind back to an episode, about four episodes ago, I featured a lovely email from a listener who I labeled Groomy McGroomster because I have to, I'm going to read this to you without giving away again. He's, he's my anonymous groom that has connected with me because he and his partner had, had yet when that, when they had connected with me, had yet to announce their engagement. However, they were very organized and they had been putting a lot of time into the actual planning process, but hadn't said to their families, Hey, we're getting hitched. So he said to me, if you could call me Groomy McGroomster, that would be great. And uh, he asked a question all about how, what sort of things he should be doing as a groom on the wedding day, what sort of expectations there are for gifts, how he could perhaps surprise his wonderful fiance on the day, and to add those little personal touches. And <laughs> he wrote back to me and he says, thank you for including me and my question in episode 102. Too funny. Of course, my bride-to-be texted me while she was listening, and she said, Are you Groomy McGroomster? (laughs) It didn't take her too long to figure out it was me. Smiley face. She loved it. Anyways, happy to take part and serve as your groom-to-be in residence whenever you like. Your show rocks. We love listening to you, Groomy McGroomster. And that is bloody delightful. Groomy McGroomster, and I will take you up on that offer because I think it's wonderful to have some male voices as well. So much of this show is based around a female perspective because I am, if you don't know, a female. But also I think that we as a collective, and I'm talking about same-sex couples as well as straighty 180 couples, that we can really give an opportunity to have some of the voices that aren't normally heard in the wedding planning world, and that is usually blokes, guys, trying to give them a bit of a voice as well. Because to be honest, you know, it takes two to tango. And I do think that a lot of the, I I always, I'm loath to use the term mainstream, but the mainstream wedding media don't often include guys in the discussion very much. And I really think we should be spending more time trying to get them involved and having more media surrounding 
the involvement of guys and blokes and gents in the wedding day, and then they might actually partake a little bit more. Just an idea. So leading on to that, I received an email from a listener, a brand new listener. Welcome, my lovely brand new listeners. If you are listening to this episode, if it's your, if it's your first foray into the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, I send a special big bride chiller welcome or a groom chiller welcome to you. So Dean sent me an email and he said, and this really made me giggle, Dear Alicia, I was hunting around for a wedding planning podcast and saw this one called Save the Date. Correct. What I thought it would be like, whiny American harping on about how amazing everything is. (laughs) Oh, you make me laugh. What I actually got was (laughs) a potty-mouthed Aussie taking a completely zero bullshit look at wedding planning. I'm hooked. Love it. Thank you. So he says, this is probably a bit weird, but firstly, I'm already married. (laughs) Secondly, I'm a chap. I know, mental. I guess I should explain why I was looking for such a podcast. My wife and I got married last summer in Oxfordshire and had a great day. We had lots of DIY bits and it was outdoors with a marquee and sunshine. Best day ever. Now he's in England, so the sun is rare here. I just want to say it's something I've personally experienced. He goes on, we had planned the socks out of it using a shitload of spreadsheets and all of the Pinterest loveliness, etc., etc. So afterwards, we just thought, bugger it, we'll write a guide and throw in the spreadsheets and sell it on a website. And we did. It is at www.ownyourwedding.com. That is O-W-N, ownyourwedding.com. So uh, he said, it made me smile listening to the podcast about Groomy McGroom. I think in some ways I was probably more into the whole wedding planning thing than Hannah. Please don't tell anyone. So if ever you need a groom's perspective on anything, let me know. So the cracking thing is, Dean, who's been listening to the show with Hannah, his wife, actually followed up on a bit of a request I gave in an episode. It was 104. I'm going to remind you uh, of the question. I asked for feedback. I really struggled with this question that came from a listener about not inviting her maid of honor's douchey boyfriend. Here it is. Hey, Alicia, my wedding is still a year and a half away, but I feel myself in a bit of a pickle with my current co-maid of honor's current beau. Okay, so this is the co-maid of honor, her boyfriend. They have been, oh no, off again, on again for over a year. He's cheated, she's moved out. Crikeys. I've only met him once and I have, and she's written in capitals, very strong dislike towards him. His slimy face is the last thing I want to see on the day I commit to be faithful to my love forever. Alicia goes on to say, if all of my other friends are allowed to bring a plus one for their boyfriends, how do I tell her she can't bring hers? I definitely do want to say something, right? Now, listening back to my answer, I am still unsure. I mean, I danced around it a lot because it's a really tricky thing because I think people get emotionally, obviously, attached to their partners. No shit, Sherlock. But also... You don't want to have someone there, as she said, Alicia said, that makes he's a slimy, greasy rat face and makes her feel gross. So it's really a tricky situation. So I was very delighted when I opened my email to discover that Dean, who had just emailed me the week before, 
had taken it into his own stride and recorded an answer. Bloody hell, I love you, Dean. You're fabulous. Here it is. Hi, Leisha, um, or Leash, as I'm definitely going to assume it's safe to call you. Um, my name's Dean, and um, I've been listening to your podcast this week, and I freaking love it. Um, I'm a chap, as you hopefully can tell from my voice, and um, you've, you've been saying that you want to hear more from grooms. And um, I just wanted to respond to um, to one of your recent questions, which was um, also from a girl called Alicia, um, who was asking about whether she should invite her um, co-maid of honours boyfriend to a wedding, even though he's um, a complete douchebag. And um, for our wedding, uh, we got married last year, and... Uh, we were very strict on our guest list and decided that we were definitely only going to invite people we absolutely wanted to be there. And um, so we didn't have anything quite as controversial as uh, Maid of Honor's boyfriend, but um, we did invite um, a couple of my um, my aunties, for example, and we didn't invite the uncles because I just don't really know them and I don't, I've never really known them well enough to say that I'd want them at my wedding um so that was probably the most controversial thing but um it was definitely the right decision and um I think at the end of the day you've got to go with whatever you can live with um and if that really hurts your friend's feelings so bad that they don't want to be at your wedding then that's probably fair enough and perhaps that's the best for everyone so definitely it's your day, don't forget that and uh, you should definitely do whatever feels right um, for you. You're not doing it for anyone else, you're doing it for you. So um, yeah, stick to your guns, don't invite him, have an amazing day, thank you very much. See, I am so appreciative that Dean took the time to record that and also it's wonderful to hear a gentleman's perspective on it as well. I received another email and she's asked to be called, I love this, Been Their Bride. It's a very appropriate name and you will hear why. So she wrote to me, uh, basically, she's written a fantastic email. I'm going to share just a little, some excerpts for you. But B, she said that she also had a friend, she's still got a friend, who was dating a guy in college and none of the friends liked him. They all got bad vibes. And she said he talked her down, belittled her, and was a little physical with her and was basically just very disrespectful. And so my wonderful my wonderful listener, I nearly said her name. Don't do that, Alicia. That is not appropriate. She said that she went to her friend and said, look, I don't think he's right for you. I don't think he treats you with the respect that you deserve. And I think he's, he's, he's not the guy for you. She says, anyway... Long story short, that made our friendship very difficult for a while, and he and I do not socialise. We didn't socialise for about a year. Fast forward to today, they've been married for four years and have a baby in a house. Of course. Now, take that away from it. I totally respect your opinion and your ballsiness as a friend, my lovely being their bride, because no one should stand there and watch a friend be abused or have some sort of situation where you think they aren't being treated with the respect and love that they deserve. Now, that's easier said than done. And we've talked in the past about abuse and financial abuse and bullying in relationships. And I'm not a relationship counsellor. I, I never try and 
make myself out to be someone that is uh, trained in that area. But I think as a friend, I feel like if one of my friends was in that situation, I think I would say something. So very big, big ups to you for actually stepping forward. And it sucks that it affected your relationship. But I also think if you'd stood by and not said something and he'd been, you know, he'd taken it further, that would be awful. Anyway, she has gone through in in quite a sort of concise but constructive way and asked a couple more questions about this situation. This situation that she says things like, does the maid of honor know how personally Alicia feels towards this guy? Have they had that discussion? That's a good question. She says that if you guys are serious and you stay together for a long time, I'm sure over time, they will they will get to know each other more. Maybe it's a situation where they don't know each other and she's judged from the outset. That's true. She says, if her maid of honor has no idea how Alicia feels, then maybe she's going to have to suck it up and invite him if she doesn't sort of say something. Telling her, I don't like him because he's terrible to you, etc., etc., is just going to seem like she's passing judgment on her friend's decision and basically saying, you can't make decisions for yourself on who you should date. I know that it's more nuanced than that, but trust me, that's how it's often perceived. And look, she's done it. No matter what, her maid of honor will not take it well if it comes out of nowhere, and she has to decide if excluding him is worth the drama that it will cause. The caveat to all of this is that the relationship is unsafe, in which case, always say something. I couldn't agree more, exactly what I was just sort of trying to say, and you said it much better. There it is. So I suppose she finishes saying if she wants to avoid the drama and not suck it up, that's meaning not having to go and confront, then I would say create a rule for everyone. Plus ones are only serious boyfriends for a certain amount of years or live in or engaged. This may may exclude some other bridesmaids or close friends from having their plus one. But so what? Then they can all hang out together. Also, you don't need someone's flavor of the week in your photos anyway. That's a, that was my congratulations whistle. Anyway, if one of your friends is newly dating someone you really, really like, just invite that person separately as your friend instead of a plus one. Oh, that's a good tactic. If you really think it's going to work and you want to bend the rules, <laughs> do that. You're a rule breaker, lady. Thank you so much, Be them, Been Their Bride. You um, are wonderful. She does finish the message by saying, I love the podcast, totally thinking about having matching maid chiller, oh my god, I'm stealing that, and mum chiller tanks for everyone to wear in my getting ready photos to match my eventual bride chiller tank purchase. You know what? If you don't mind me borrowing your idea, I'm going to produce one and I'm going to send you one. There it is, because you've written a fabulous email, and uh, when you get it, this is probably going to ruin your anonymity, but when you get it, maybe you could post a photo on the interwebs. There it is. I've said it. Now I'm going to go and have to design something. Maid chiller and mum chiller. Oh my God, why didn't I think of that? Bloody geniuses. If you would like to leave a voice message, a question, or an answer, I love these these sort of reactions that people are leaving, visit savethedatepodcast.com and then head to the little tab that says connect at the top of the page in the menu and you will see there is an option to send an email, an option to leave a voice message. At the moment, you can leave a minute and a half or if you'd like to do what Dean did, you can just record it into your iPhone and then just send me the audio file. There you go. You can do either way. I'm not. I'm not fast. Enjoy yourself. Go crazy. All right. There'll be more Q&A questions after this. 
I really do. And uh, I wanted to just quickly share with you an iTunes review that came through this week. And it's from uh, Lou Bolani. Bolani. From Denmark. See, I told you at the top of the show, I have listeners all over the world. She says the title of the review was Honest, Happy, Heartfelt. Oh, funny yet serious stuff, interesting interviews with alternative experts, relevant Q&As. Alicia has a sublime humor. Let her take you under her wing during your wedding planning. Love from Louise in Denmark. Thank you so much. How delight! I mean, to be honest, this is what I say to my, <laughs> I say to Rich all the time is, if I read these reviews and I'd never heard of me, I'd download the show. Wouldn't you? Well, clearly you have because you listen. So thank you so much, Louise. That is just delightful and it pops up in my email and I just get all fuzzy and I feel good about the world even when I'm standing on a packed train going to buttfuck nowhere. I shouldn't have said that. That sounded really bad. But going into London with my face this week when I was, <laughs> when I was going to work, one day I got on and I have this tactic. Because whatever day you get on the train in central London, it's rammed. And I mean rammed to the point like those Japanese videos that you see where they're pushing people in. That's what it's like sometimes. But I have this thing where as long as I get in the train, get on the train last, I feel more comfortable with my face crammed up against a window than another human being. And just having them breathing into your face, I just don't really like that. So I have this thing that I just get on last, I squeeze, and then the, the doors go, beep, 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 and they start to close, and you just hope that your face doesn't get jammed into the door. So I was standing in this train, just hating, just hating it, and my email beat with a notification to say, you've got a new iTunes review, and I raised the phone. I could barely move my arms, but I was clutching the phone, listening to another podcast, not my own. I'm not crazy. And I lifted it up and there was this message. It had come through. And I thought, you know what? This just makes it all worthwhile. I can stand on the train with the crazy people and their bad breath. Oh my gosh, the breath. When you close, I, I just, just go with me. He visualized this. Lots of people in suits, that have probably had a coffee at the train station before they're getting on the train so that their hideous breath is like, it's coffee breath. You try not to breathe. You try not to make eye contact too much because people don't like that. You try not to show any emotion because people don't like that. So when you receive a lovely, a lovely message like that, well, it just really brightens my day. And I did make a little noise on the train. And damned everyone else. Be damned them. I had a really nice time. So thank you. Grace sent me a Facebook message, you modern gal, you. She uh, she says, Alicia, I need your expertise. I'm trying to nail down a photographer and a bunch of other vendors, actually, for my late May wedding. I have been listening to your podcast religiously. Why, thank you very much. And... I'm finding all of your advice extremely helpful. In one of the episodes, you mentioned getting to know slash meeting your photographer and other vendors, if possible, beforehand, but that's proving very difficult for me. I live five hours from my wedding venue and a four-hour drive from my hometown. I'm taking 
all of my year's vacation for the wedding and honeymoon, so going back and forth to meet vendors in person would be pretty difficult. I found a potential photographer who's offering a great deal, has good reviews, and is willing to do a trade with my glass artist dad. Wow. To help offset the cost. A glass artist, if you didn't get my accent then. (laughs) But they're based out of Oregon, a whole state away from where I live and where the venue is in Washington State. USA, OVS. So I'm guessing my long-winded question is, how essential is it to meet with these vendors beforehand? Is there a way to meet and vet them without actually meeting in person? My sister and maid of honor, same person, does live in the city they're based out of. So would it be appropriate for me to ask her to go and meet with them and report back? Or is that weird? Thank you for your help. I'm sure I'll have more questions to come as I plan this crazy but awesome budget multicultural bilingual semi-destination wedding. Oh my gosh, let's put that on a t-shirt. Keep thinking, keep doing what you're doing. You're awesome, Grace. So Grace, this is a great question because I think you're referring to the episode I did, which from memory was episode 99 and 101 with the wonderful Laura Babb, um, who's a wedding photographer. And she did make a big point of saying, meet your wedding vendors, get in touch with them, get a vibe from them across the table try and have that time with them so they know you and you know them and also from a business perspective when they get to know you and what you want it's also a way for them to take you seriously and I'm not saying that other vendors if you don't meet them and you only meet them on the day that they're not going to do a good job but if they've had that time to get to know you I think it really does help so there are a couple of solutions here the first one might be a bit obvious but Skype FaceTime, whatever your preferred video conferencing provider is, they're free and you'll be surprised a lot of vendors will be absolutely keen to get on and have a chat with you because it's in their best interest to meet you too. So that's my first suggestion. Also, if you trust, I'm sure you do, your sister slash maid of honor to go and meet this person, then I think that's a great idea. I do also think you should catch up on the phone, have a crack at the video conferencing as well. No one calls it video conferencing, by the way. What am I, 64? I mean, I'll just hook up the video conferencing. No, it's just FaceTime. You're just using an iPhone. Get a life. I think that would be really good if your sister has the time to go and meet them and have a chat. And also, I want to know more about this exchange of goods. Your dad, from what I'm reading, makes glass art. He might be a glass blower, which is incredible. Whatever way he's making glass art, fantastic. I want to know how you got to the stage of bartering goods and services for this photographer. Amazing. And I love, it's a very bride chiller way of thinking to actually offer that. I don't know how it came about. I'd like to know more information, Grace. If you have time, let me know because I'd like to share that because that's another thing. I hadn't even, I've never discussed the idea of a couple offering some sort of service or other goods in exchange for wedding vendors. That has never crossed my mind, which is crazy. So thank you for inspiring me to do some more research. If you are listening and you have a similar situation, get in touch. I'd like to know more about it because it's great. If you have something that you can offer, that's great. And they're willing to partake. Oh my gosh, jump into it. On Monday's episode of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, I have a very special co-host and it is my mother-in-law, Veronica. She's coming on to answer your wedding Q&A questions. I'm doing a double Q&A week because, look, she's great value. 
She's quite ballsy. She's quite outspoken. And we had a really good time recording this episode. So I wanted to I wanted to put it as a Monday episode because I actually have a really big backlog of Q&A questions. I'm really cracking through with my promise. But it was really nice to be able to present her with some of your conundrums and hear it from a different perspective. I also put my two cents or pence in as well, of course. But it's nice to hear from a mother-in-law's sort of point of view as well and someone who has lived an extraordinarily interesting life. So I'm delighted to be able to share that episode with you on Monday. If you'd like to get in touch, visit savethedatepodcast.com. If you are listening to this podcast on a crammed train or in a bus or in the traffic and you're sitting feeling angry, I just want you to take a deep breath, hopefully not breathing in other people's disgusting coffee breath. Just take it in. And just think I'm going to be off this train or out of the traffic soon or in a different situation where I probably never have to see these people again. And just think you're having a nice time and they might not be. So that is my life affirmations for you, wherever you may be, wherever you may be listening. I hope you are having a fabulous week. I'm delighted that you're sharing this time for me. And thank you so much for your letters and um, donations as well. Uh, next week, I'm going to name a couple of people. I hope that's okay. But it's been just just really, I can't even express how generous people have been in their sentiments. And also offering donations. It's hard. I, I really struggle with this idea to ask. And I feel that part of me feels sort of uh, uncomfortable with it, but also... The comments that you've been leaving and saying encouraging things to me really makes me feel like this is um, not a bad thing to do and I'm just grateful. So until next Monday, rock on and happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.